0: greetings everyone. You are now tuned in to Goddess Talk Radio. I am your host Daphne <laughs> and I'm cracking up on the inside of <laughs> myself because like when I start recording these I get so um turned on like in a way that like not in a sexual way but <laughs> Just my whole tone changes, and I think that's totally amazing. But anyway, I'm going to keep it going. I'm Daphne. You're tuned in to Goddess Talk Radio, and this is where you get to listen to phenomenal women share about doing extraordinary things while living their best lives, okay? The rise of the feminine divine is happening. It's here. You can't turn it off. You can't shut it down. You feel me? (laughs) None of that. We're not having none of that over here. Rise of the Feminine Divine. I'm so glad that y'all have decided to tune in. Thank you for downloading the Anchor app. I mean, wow, like that's really dope. Thank you for looking it up on your Apple podcast, your Google podcast. Um, Where else can you find this? Uh, Spotify. And there were like five or six other um, media outlets where Anchor will release a podcast, which I think is very dope of Anchor. So if you are thinking about doing a podcast, hey, why not? Go for it. Don't wait. You can't fuck this up. You can record. If you mess up, you don't like it, you can delete it and come back to it and do it all over again until you get a product that you really, really um, like. So consider doing a podcast. Get your message out there. There are people who are waiting to hear all of the wonderful and fabulous things that you have to say. Okay? Yes. So this is our special, our very first back to school episode. I have one of my favorite, favorite people on the other end of this segment who is a teacher. She loves what she do. Um, Did I say that right? She loves what she does. Whatever. She loves it. She loves your babies. She loves giving them her time and attention and her care. She loves being able to pour into them. You know, so not all teachers are bad. And I hate to to even start sentences off with not all. But it's so true. It's so true. Um, You know, we have to, you know, operate from trust you know in our lives and you know sending our babies off to school can be a big gamble sending our babies off into a space where we're not there can be a big gamble but just trust and believe and know that there are beautiful people like my guests who are waiting with open arms open heart open ears open eyes and ready to love on them and teach them and help show them the way so stay tuned for that, in, that conversation and the information that she's going to provide. It's going to be really awesome. Again, thank you so much for being here and for listening. I think you're amazing. Uh, but in the meantime, I want y'all to, you know what it is, enjoy this dance break. Hey. Hey, peace and greetings, everybody. Welcome back to another edition of Goddess Talk Radio. I'm Daphne. I'm your host, and I'm so glad that you're here. You know, this is the place where you get to listen to phenomenal women share about doing extraordinary things while living their best lives. It's all about the rise of the feminine divine. She is here, like capital S-H-E. You know, all caps S-H-E, the infinite she is here. She's back, she's better than ever. And we are enjoying riding this way. So this is the official back to school edition. Yes, yes, I know y'all are <laughs> happy to get the babies up through, Cause I am, shit. <laughs> yeah. I love my children, but it's time to go back to school babies. And for all of y'all that are homeschooling, I am so proud of y'all. Y'all doing y'all thing. Y'all taking, you know, the responsibility of your children into your own hands. And that's notable as well. Um, But yes, so I have a wonderful, wonderful guest today. She is one of my most favorite people in the whole wide world. Miss Whitney Coble, M A T. She teaches fifth and sixth grade for Cincinnati Public Schools. And we are just going to have some dialogue about. The school experience and what it's like for her to be a teacher, her experience in the classroom, and we're going to also give some tips on how you can best prepare your children for back to school. So again, everybody join me in welcoming Miss Whitney Coble. Thank Yay!
1: you. Thank
0: you. <laughs> thank you so much for having me, Daphne.
1: I greatly appreciate the opportunity just to come in the space and just uh, talk about education and how important it is. To me and also to our community,
0: right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So Whitney, you are obviously a teacher. Mm-hmm. How did you know like that this was your calling? Do you feel like it's your calling for number one? And like how did you know, how did you make the decision to step into this um, this field?
1: Okay. So funny story, right? I had no idea I was going to be a teacher. Actually, I received what they call a prophetic word from a prophet uh, that I was going to be an educator because at the time... I was pursuing law. That's what I wanted to do. I Mm. wanted to be a lawyer. I wanted to go into the courtrooms, advocate for people. That's what I wanted to do. Mm. And my mama drugged me to this event, baby, in uh, Indianapolis. And, you know, you had the old school elder people, you know, just praying and wailing. And this woman said, so you're meant to be a teacher. And I said, so who you talking to? (laughs) Not I. I'm going to be a lawyer. And she's like, no, you're going to be a teacher. Mm. And in a matter of four months, I was in a classroom. And as soon as I walked into the classroom, I was like, so she was right. This is exactly where I need to be. And I do feel as if teaching is my calling. It's my my shit. It's what I love to do, right? Mm -hmm. I mean... Just getting those aha moments with the babies, just being able to instill in children and just allow them to be, right? Or give them a space where they can figure out who they want to be in this world. It's the best place to be in. And it's an honor, it's a privilege to be a teacher and have children trust you to form and mold their lives, right? Mm -hmm. You know, it's it's super dope. Mm -hmm. I love it.
0: So you and I have these conversations all the time, Mm -hmm. and I know I shared with you before how much of a wonderful, like, elementary experience I had. Like, a friend of mine was just in conversation with, like, our third grade teacher, and he was, like, texting texting her pictures, and she was sending them to me. Mm -hmm. And I go back to that time, and I really feel like um, I had a place in the classroom that I was looked at as a child was allowed to be a child Mm -hmm. and my learning style was respected and I was really taken into consideration yeah so with that being said you just told me about a a workshop that you went to where you had to like look at things from your your perspective and the students perspective can you tell us about that sure
1: sure um When you were speaking and you said that your teacher made you feel as if you had a space, right? Mm -hmm. As if you were included, right? Good education, or more than we say good education, a baby learns best when they feel as if they're being seen, right? Mm -hmm. That's just people in general. You won't respond or you won't show up unless you feel as if you are being seen, right? So, I want all my students to feel as if they are seen, right? And that I see them for exactly who they are and what they want to be. Not what society has painted them to be. Not what their mama told them they was going to be. Not what they did. What do you want, right? Mm -hmm. And so... Ultimately, in creating those type of spaces, you have to put yourself in the shoes of a student and then also at the shoes of a teacher. So in grad school, they taught us this uh, strategy. is called split vision. Split vision is where you see a space or a situation from a student's point of view and from a teacher's point of view. Mm-hmm. So yes, uh, I recently went to this training and I had a split vision moment where I looked at where I was at And I thought to myself, baby, if I was a student in this training, I would lose my mind. Mm -hmm. I couldn't get up. I had to sit down the whole time. The classroom was cold. They wanted me to write. This white man just kept talking to me, girl, it was too much. And then I had to think, that's how my babies feel sometimes. Mm -hmm. They're in a classroom for, what, five, six hours at a time, sitting at one desk, Probably freezing because they got the A.C. on but you know mama dressed them for outside you know what I mean so they freezing they got this one person talking to them in this one tone of voice giving them information about something they looking like I don't even know how this relates to my everyday life so mm split vision helps you really um take into account for real for real are you truly effectively teaching your child or teaching the student in front of you or are you just kind of doing the same rigmarole routine just because this is what just teachers do are you truly effectively reaching your kids and so that's what split vision helps you with
0: mm, mm-hmm. that's powerful i think um We all could really benefit from doing some split vision work. Girl, listen. (laughs) Even as parents. Yes. You know. Yes. Wow. So speaking of the parents. Yes. What advice would you give parents um, who have kids, you know, in school Mm -hmm. to best get them prepared um, for the following school year? I guess you can make it broad for every grade level. What do we need to do?
1: The first thing I want to say is thank you to every single parent because this is the thing yeah i went to school to become a teacher i'm in the classroom every day but i wouldn't have a job if you didn't have kids i wouldn't have a job if you did not wake your baby up in the morning get them prepared for school send them out into our classroom. so i can't do my job without you so thank you thank you parents now with that being said to all my parents, I want you to feel as if you have the right to go into your child school and advocate for your baby. That's the best thing you can do. Mm. And that's like the when we do parent teacher conferences, that's the first thing I tell my students, parents advocate for your baby. Right. Don't automatically assume because we are teachers or administration that we know everything when it comes to your child. You know, your baby best. And we need you in order to best serve your child so just really being um, how can I say it just really knowing that you can go into that school and advocate for your baby and speak up for your baby and tell that teacher that principal whomever what your baby needs right that's information we need to know right and then also too Make sure that you start early reaching out to your parents. I mean, your uh, children's teachers, right? Go to parent-teacher conferences when they have um, come back. Welcome back to school. Make sure you're showing your face, right? We need to see you and we want to see you because once teachers and parents build that relationship, the child is so much more successful, right? Mm -hmm. Because it's like... That child sees my mommy, daddy, parent, and this teacher are all on the same accord. And if your one goal is to make sure that that baby is academically and socially successful, that child will flourish. So it really boils down to building relationship with the school the parents and the teachers and then parents just continue doing what you're doing love on your babies making sure that they are um just being filled with love and happiness and kindness and respect everything that you already do right and making sure that they are just happy and once you show i mean you do all that and you bring them to us we'll take care of the rest man
0: Yes.
1: yes. I See
0: that that brings me so much hope and joy. Like I said, we have been in conversation with one of my old teachers and. He um, was just phenomenal. Mm-hmm. Like, he made a lot of sacrifices for us that we made fun of back then. But looking back as an adult, it's like, oh, my God, he made sacrifices out mm-hmm. of his own pockets to make sure we had a classroom filled with things to do. Yes. We had different stations. Mm-hmm. We, you know, on inside recess, we got to play with the hot, hot wheels. Oh, the geez, yes. Yes. <laughs> We used to be yes. in the hallway building the hotway track um the hey. Hot Wheels track all the way down the end of the um hallway. Yes. Those are things he bought with his own money mm-hmm. for us to have that that playtime, that social time, to interact. And then, you know, we're learning how to put together train, you know, car tracks oh, yeah. and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So thank you. I just heard the passion in your voice and that, you know, real life care mm-hmm. for children, you know, that's so major ingredient i believe that you know teachers and people who are in those positions to deal with our children they need that that's the ingredient so thank you whitney i really appreciate to know that there are good teachers and people who are good people first and foremost who are out here in these positions to deal with our children Mm is it's it's like is a blessing and it's key yeah man it's uh i'll be honest teaching is one of the hardest
1: jobs that anybody could ever do. So shout out to all my teachers out there because um, like you said, the teacher you had in third grade, mm-hmm. there's still plenty of us out there, right? I mean, where we are literally taking money out of our tiny checks that we already get and we are going out to stores and buying things and just making our classrooms your children's oasis is to be honest like Mm -hmm. where your babies can come in and for real for real like this is a part of your home right think Mm -hmm. about it Mm -hmm. the majority of the day a baby is in a classroom right it can be in one classroom or it can be up to four or five maybe six classrooms depending on the rotations Mm -hmm. um, if they're going by like subject matters you know like all these different types of things so you have to really think about a child is spending a good portion of their day outside of their comfort zone, outside of the home that the parent has already established, right? My job as that teacher is to make sure when that baby is not with their parents, that they feel loved, that they feel protected, secure, safe, and most of all, that they can come to me whenever they feel like they need to, right? That I'm always available, that any adult within that school space is always available, that is a great foundation for any student, any person, to be honest, but in particularly students, to grow and flourish and become strong adults. So mm. it's very important and it is taxing. But ultimately, at the end of the day, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do. Yeah, that's what we do.
0: Yeah, so I just spoke about some of the cool things that we had going on in the classroom, different Mm -hmm. stations and stuff. And you said you are, you know, after you leave here, you're headed to your classroom to get things together. What type of cool things do you have going on in your class this year? Oh, I am
1: super excited, yo. Um, So this summer, I bought two robots. So last year, I had the awesome opportunity. Can I be in your classroom? (laughs) (laughs) had an awesome opportunity shout out to my principal and the administration um, gave me a wonderful opportunity to start a robotics club at the school that I'm at so we had about six or seven members last year so we got the okay to do the robotics club again so I applied for a, a grant where we can get up to four robots and we got our robots yes. so we will have a robotics station in my classroom where um, my baby will learn how to code they will learn how to um do different uh coding languages they will learn how to manipulate different electrical wiring and all these other things being able to um, manipulate their robots and have them do other different types of things um i have my reading club where we have our library i'm going to buy a rug get them some pillows they can go to the library check out books kick it on the floor read partner read um, I have a listening station where kids can listen to the books that they're reading. <laughs> yes. And that's differentiation, <laughs> right? Because my thing is, all my babies are not going to come in reading at the same level. Mm-hmm. All my babies are not going to come in and be willing to sit down in one space quietly and read a book. I have babies who are at different learning levels. So for my babies mm-hmm. who need help with finance and different things of that nature, I have a listening station. The books that they read, I'm going to find the MP3, put it on like an old iPod or get like a CD player, and they're going to listen to whatever they're reading so they can have an audio to go with the visual that's in front of them, right? Because that's another thing, parents, if you have a baby who learns different, that's okay. Mm. Different don't mean wrong. Different is just different, right? So... We just got to change up that situation, right? So where that baby can get what they need. What other sections we have? We have some flexible seating going on where babies can grab yoga mats or they can grab a pillow or they can grab like a little stool and they can work in any space in the classroom that they feel comfortable. Because my thing is, I wouldn't want to sit at a desk for eight hours straight. What makes me think uh, nine, 10, 11 year olds gonna do the same? Mm -hmm. Them babies want to move around, so they have the option to move around in my classroom. Now, granted, we have all this stuff going on, the first week or two, I'm making sure that they know the rules of our space, right? Mm-hmm. And that we're setting intentions for our community, that we're setting rules, that we're doing all these great things. So it's like, what does respect look like? Our
0: community agreements. Girl, community <laughs> agreements, pull back that
1: public eyes, baby! But it's all the same language. Yes. Ultimately, at the end of the day, we are a group of people who are going to be in this space together for this amount of time. Mm-hmm. What does respect look like? What does love look like what does communication look like what does disagreeing look like right what does conflict look like all these things seem like very adult concepts but where do you learn them when you're a child right so we have to set up systems in place where we are teaching our babies True morals and values in addition to the academic structure, of course, because you're at school, but ultimately we're still people at school that yes. have to communicate and work in harmony mm-hmm. and peace. So the first couple of weeks, we, I'll be honest, we're not getting into like a whole bunch of like real heavy academic stuff. We're doing a lot of community builders. We're doing a lot of talking. We're doing a lot of circle time. We're doing a lot of getting to know each other because... We need to get to know each other before we can work together and really grow. So that's what's going on in my classroom, man. And it's going to take a lot of time, but we're going to do it, baby.
0: Yes, it's going to be beautiful. I'm so glad you said all of those things. What you're doing is really creating an environment, an ecosystem for learning. Basically. Like, we have to learn how to get to those basic needs so that... That, that lower chakra stuff that we talk about all the time, that security. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so that they feel secure in the class. They feel safe in the class. They feel like they are seen yes. and they're made space for. Yes. You know what I mean? So that they are a part of the... I was telling my son this yesterday, I got emotional talking about the teacher. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I felt seen. I felt heard. Mm-hmm. He was like, mama, are you really about to start? I'm like, yes, you know I get emotional when I start talking about my childhood yeah. because I can't imagine what it's like To be told by an adult that you ain't going to be nothing. You know, when I hear people say that, it breaks my heart. Like, oh, my God, your teacher told you that? Yeah. Like, the grown-up that was in charge of you for eight hours, seven hours, however long, that's supposed to teach you and help cultivate you, told you that. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? It's, like, unbelievable.
1: And then, really, truly, it depends on, like... An instance that you're talking about can easily happen, especially at a, 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 in a community where it's low income, right? Mm-hmm. And I'll be honest, predominantly African-American. Mm-hmm. And especially if you have teachers in that space that don't look like the babies they serve mm-hmm. You dig what I'm saying? Like, all those can be factors where you hear discouragement, where you hear um, negativity, where you hear... Where you hear limitations being put on babies where it's just because of where they come from, right? Mm-hmm. Not who they come from or what they come from or what essence they come from, but where they come from. That they automatically pigeonholed into being, well, you ain't going to be shit anyway. Mm-hmm. Go ahead, run around. It don't matter. They hold family like that. Mm-hmm. And... And if their whole family like that, what that mean? Mm -hmm. That baby ain't got to be like that. Mm -hmm. That baby could be the one to break that generational curse. You dig what Mm -hmm. I'm saying? But we have to give them the space in order to figure out that they can, that that it's something different. You dig
0: what I'm saying? The room has to be made. Thank you, Whitney. You're You're awesome. (laughs) (laughs) Like, y'all, I know... The things that we talk about and hear about all day long, yes, that is a part of reality. Pipeline to prison is, is a real thing. Um, you know, our young boy, our young boys being, you know, targeted in the class. That's all a part of the experience, yes. Mm-hmm. But I am here to highlight the best of the best of the best. And from my experience, I had the best of the best of the best. And all of, I had very few black teachers coming up. Um, you know, my third grade teacher is a white man, Mr. Headwork. You know, thank you if you ever listen to this show. <laughs> right. But at the same time, being, you know, racially, um, I don't know how to say it, Whitney, race, racially profiled in the classroom, mm-hmm. that's real. Oh, yeah. But there are beautiful people who are actually out here loving your children. Who has the best intentions? I know so many educators who actually love their children, their babies, their, their the kids in the classroom. They go over and beyond mm-hmm. the call of duty to serve these babies and their families. So Whitney, thank you. You are more than welcome. you are the person, the ideal person that we want to send our children to. So if I heard you talk about a lot of things that you're going to have in your classrooms, mm-hmm. if you if there's someone who's listening who wants to get with you to donate. You know, things to you into your classroom, you know, new to gently use items, little, you know, science kits or whatever you think, you know, that she can use in her classroom, that you can use in your classroom, how would they contact you?
1: That's a great question. Um, you can send me an email. That would be the easiest way. And you can send it at C O B L E W H at C P S. B-O-E dot K-12 dot O-H dot U-S. That is my email. Um, I, I would appreciate any and everything, even if this conversation helped, right? And you need um, just encouragement or just to have that conversation, right? As an educator, I want to be in a position where I can truly advocate for parents, advocate for students. And if there's any way... And anyway, I can help by all means reach out. My email is open while I open.
0: Give it to them again, please.
1: For sure. It's Cobal W H C O B L E W H at C P S B-O-E dot K12 dot oh dot us. So you can shoot me an email. Um, Even if you have a question about um, anything pertaining to education, if I don't have the answer, baby, I'll find somebody who can get it for you, Mm -hmm. and we'll we'll do it like that. Mm -hmm. It's very important that all of our babies are um, educated and that they feel seen and that they feel heard and that they have the strategies and tools to go out within this world and not only take care of themselves, but prepare to take care of us when the time comes.
0: Mm -hmm. Last but not least, I know you just gave us a glimpse, but mm-hmm. more specifically what, at the end of the year, so fast forward, it's, Ooh, it's May, it's, it's June. May. Yeah, girl. What do you want each child to walk away with um, as a result of being in Ms. Copel's class?
1: Mm, girl. Girl. <laughs> uh, this is a question that I wrestle with all the time, but ultimately mm-hmm. at the end of the day, I want my babies to walk away from our time together knowing that I saw them, that I truly seen them, like I saw them for who they were, flaws and all. I saw them and that I loved them unconditionally, no matter what they did, right? That I saw them, that I love them, and that they learned something, right? Them babies better know how to read and write after they leave my classroom because it's not like I don't teach. So, yeah, I'm going to love you, right? And I'm going to make sure that you're good and I'm make sure that you're seen, but you going to make sure that you know what you need to know, right? And that you're prepared for that next grade and that I got you. So, I got my babies, man. It's going to be a great school year. Yeah.
0: Yay. Yeah. <laughs> how beautiful how yeah. beautiful how beautiful is that Whitney thank you so much thank for taking you, your yeah, time having, me, having this conversation you yes. know we talk like this all the time so when she came over there I'm like oh Whitney yes <laughs>
1: Girl, I'm so happy. Yes, thank you so much. It was such an honor to uh, just even speak this. So thank you very much.
0: Thank y'all. Yes. So y'all, there y'all have it. Wise words from a real live teacher who has the best intentions, the kindest heart, and who is sincerely motivated to help, motivate, and inspire and teach your children. There are some beautiful people out here in the world. So, as a, again, y'all know, my goal and my intentions with Goddess Talk Radio is again to highlight the best of the best of the best and to help shift perspectives into higher vibing beliefs. We can change the narrative of every story yes. that we tell ourselves to create better experiences for us all across the board. Mm-hmm. So, y'all know what time it is, right? I want y'all to catch me on the other side of this segment. But in the meantime, I want you to enjoy this music break. And- I'm so grateful. I'm so thankful. I am so filled with gratitude right now. Just all of those lovely words, don't they just make you feel so good to even hear? Like, I really am. I'm so honored and blessed to know all of these wonderful, beautiful people. Who are doing some magnificent things in the community, in their lives, in the lives of those who we love the most, and that we want to protect and create a better world for our children? Yes, it's it's such a beautiful thing. So shout out to all my teachers out there, um, all of my administrative workers, all of the the the. Um, what do you want to call them janitors i'm not sure what the name is now but you know the people who are responsible to make sure that our children are in an environment that's clean and that's tidy and that they can function in thank y'all that means the world as well so make sure y'all are um sending whitney uh emails She is here and ready to, um, you know, give valuable information to parents who might need a little information on the best things to do to help their children stay on track. Um, And also, if you have any donations for her classroom, that is also welcome. Uh, She's got that dope robotics club that she started. If you have any, any, any resources that you can connect her to or bring or drop off, slide into her email and let's make that happen. It totally takes a village. And we're all responsible for these babies, okay? All right. Well, that's all I have for y'all on this episode of Goddess Talk Radio. Thank you so much for tuning in and for being you. Again, please applaud it up if you're on Anchor. If you are on Spotify, Apple, or Google, thank you so much as well. Please rate and review. Um, Also, I found this out. So if you're not listening on Anchor, you cannot hear my dance and music breaks. I'm so sorry. Oh, no. (laughs) I know y'all have been listening like, okay, where in the heck is the music? But if you're not on Anchor, you can't hear the music and dance breaks. But that's okay. I hope you still are um, finding some jewels in the um, interviews. And if you have a moment, just go ahead and download the Anchor. And that way you can get the full experience of the show because a lot of the music ties into the interviews. And sometimes my makes a uh, special requests. And, you know, through the music that they select, you get to, you know, vibe with them a little bit more and, and see what type of, um, you know, things, their music they're into. And I just think that's pretty cool. So thank y'all for tuning in. <clears throat> Excuse me. It's been Real Goddess Talk Radio is here for you. And for me too, because I'm gaining so much by doing this. And I hope y'all continue to be love. Oh my god. Be life. Be true. And continue to be you. I'm out this peace. Peace. <clears throat> Double peace. Triple peace. <laughs>